Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. I am Mark. This should not come as a shock. This is episode 172. I did a yes show last night as a bonus episode, and uh, the recording is insane, and the Starship Trooper performance is insane. So if you like yes, even a little, give that a listen. Tonight, 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 we have 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, which is November 11th, 1988. Jimmy Page on his Outrider tour. This is by request. Um, I had done a show, the, the Outrider show that I attended, front row, paid out the nose for that, but it was worth it. Um, on the 29th of October in Worcester, Massachusetts. I did that a while back and loved it, even though the recording was a little crappy. And uh, someone, and I deeply, deeply apologize as to who it is. I cannot find the uh, the message you sent me. And I, I'm not sure if it was on Twitter or Facebook or email or however, but someone wonderfully kindly wrote in and and how this recording at Portland Maine on November 11th is was was their magic show it was magic the best thing they ever saw cuz that's what that's what seeing Jimmy Page in 1988 was i suffered through the firm both tours i wasn't allowed at 15 years old to go on a accompanied to New York City to see the Arms concert. In retrospect, that was probably wise, given my level of foolishness and risk-taking and my complete naivete about anything city-related. But in 1988, Jimmy Page came back. He came back. He had his chops back. He was Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin again. He was playing Zeppelin songs. 1988 was the year that the moratorium on playing Zeppelin songs was uh, expired, apparently, or was canceled by Robert and Jimmy. They both started playing Zeppelin songs um, right around the time they were probably given a talking to by their management saying, hey, unless you want to play theaters and clubs you should play some fucking Zeppelin buddies independently. Um, Robert having uh, released Shaken and Stirred in 85 to, to minimal acclaim after being a huge, 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 one of the biggest stars of the first half of the 1980s. It was disappointing to him. And of course, you know, midlife crisis turning 40. Uh, so they went back to Zeppelin. Jimmy, too. Jimmy, the firm, tried up, and uh, it's telling that I saw the firm at the Worcester Centrum, which is a nice 10,000-plus arena, uh, on their first tour, and I saw them at a hockey rink in Springfield, Massachusetts, for their second tour. This is Jimmy Page and Paul Rogers playing a fucking hockey rink. So... They had to recalibrate, retool, and go back and go, well, maybe, maybe being part of the biggest band of the 1970s and the best band ever, 
uh, isn't something that I should just keep locked up in a hope chest. Maybe people want to hear Zeppelin songs in addition to the new stuff. And it, they were right. I did. So he came out, Outrider came out, and it's uh, pretty good. The playing on it's good. It's it's the tour is better in my opinion but the album itself is pretty the playing on it's really good there's a trillion different styles and tones it was jimmy saying i am back uh, to his benefit um so this tour has john miles who sang with the alan parsons project stereotomy we can make it together that's him he's also a solo artist um i think had a bigger career in the UK than America, but he was a name in and of himself, and he's a hell of a vocalist, and he did a great job singing Zeppelin tunes, Bad Company tunes, as well as the Outrider stuff, all without sounding either contrived or sounding cock-rocky like David Coverdale. Very, very good vocalist. The bass player is Mr. Durbin Laverde. I don't know much about... I don't know anything about him at all, actually, other than... uh I think Jimmy calls him the t- their own tall, cool one uh, in reference to Robert's hit song at the time, Tall, Cool One. Lighten up, baby, I'm in love with you. So we have Jimmy Page in Portland, Maine, playing to a great, appreciative hard rock audience. This is northern, northern New England. New England is a hard rock area. Northern New England Loves their hard rock. Loves their hard rock. Loves their hard rock. So this audience is great. Much like the Worcester Centrum show that I played, uh, for which I found like three other recordings, all of which sound better than the one I shared with you. I apologize. Um, the, The audience goes crazy, and they, they make this show. I mean, not that the performances aren't great. The performances are great. Let me say that. You have Jimmy shredding. Jimmy playing with purpose, with focus. He obviously practiced. He obviously rehearsed. He obviously has his shit down. And if he's still partying, which I believe he was in the 80s, um, I know he wasn't doing uh, heroin, but he certainly uh, was reputed to drink quite a bit and do cocaine quite a bit. But hell, in 1988, so did I. Let's jump in. What I'm going to play for you is all in as one track. I'm going to play the first three songs. It's okay. All together, it's like 13 minutes of content. And Jimmy followed the formula that he he, uh, came up with in Led Zeppelin, which is play three songs back to back. Don't even give the audience a chance to breathe between songs and then say good evening. Just like Zeppelin would do. You know, song remains the same. Into Sick Again. Into Over the Hills and Far Away. Or Nobody's Fault But Mine in 77, I think. Wow. Uh, And then, Good Evening. That's great. It's an assault. And by going further than people are used to, it just builds up that tension to the point where people lose their shit. And he is great at building that tension. My God. And his playing is incredible. And he's back to playing the Les Paul. 
He's not using the 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 telly, the B Bender telly, much. I don't. I can't remember if he used it at all on the, on at that show. I don't remember. He had Les Pauls. He had a Paul Reed Smith. He played, and of course for Stairway, he played his double neck. Oh, and the Dan Electro, for Midnight Moonlight and uh, In My Time of Dying. Let's read you the before I start playing. Let's read you the set list. This show will be available available for download at heartofmarkness.com in its entirety. There, I can only find one source for this show, and I listened to it on YouTube last night, and I actually vetoed it. Although the performance is insane, I vetoed it in favor of Cleveland, which is an FM. Um, has both an FM recording from Westwood One as well as just the soundboard recording, and it sounds insane, and the performance is great, and there's so much more there. However, this person asked for it. This is a request. I said I would do it, and the show is great. And having listened to it, the the, the raw files from FLAC, not compressed on YouTube, um, assuming it's the same source, I think it is, sounds good. Starts off weaker, but... Um, Completely, completely decent audience recording that gets better as you go along. And uh, yeah, I'm playing the first three songs, Who's to Blame, going into Prelude, Over the Hills and Far Away. Then they do Wanna Make Love, which is off of Outrider, Rights of Winter, Outrider, Tear Down the Walls, The Firm, Emerald Eyes, Outrider, Midnight Moonlight, The Firm, In My Time of Dying, Zeppelin, City Sirens into Jason Bonham's drum solo. That's a Death Wish 2 song, but he also plays uh, quite a bit of Daisy Confused in that too. Into Someone to Love, Firm Song, Into Prison Blues, Outrider, The Chase. Oh no, it's The Chase that does uh, Daisy Confused. I apologize. That's the uh, violin bow instrumental off of Death Wish 2. Wasting My Time, which was the single off of Outrider, Blues Anthem. Beautiful song off of Outrider, Custard Pie, Zeppelin, Train Kept a Rollin', Yardbirds, finishing up with an instrumental, Stairway. It's a great show, folks. Here are the first three songs that I mentioned, Who's to Blame, Prelude, and Over the Hills and Far Away, one into the other into the other, and the track starts with Jimmy talking to the audience. That was another neat thing. It's a Jimmy Page concert. He is the front man even though they have a singer and the singer does do you like, how you doing Portland? That kind of stuff. But Jimmy, Jimmy's, Jimmy's the MC. And uh, it's nice to hear him talk. He talked, he talked a little um, on the 1980 tour, introduced black dog, which I read was at Robert's insistence. Cause uh, Jimmy was getting a little uh, stricken with stage fright and anxiety and stuff. So here we go, folks, Portland, Maine, 11 11 1988 enjoy hey, how you doing? I tell you we're really looking forward to tonight you ready for us oh well, yeah we better get on with it then haven't we
Nice, right? Fantastic experience. It'd be wonderful if one day he put out something professional from this tour. You know how he has his kind of vanity projects that he releases privately on his website? The, uh, the Death Wish album. He did a thing with Chris Farlow. He did the Yardbirds album and his uh, four CD box set of his soundtrack work, which is Lucifer Rising and Death Wish and a whole bunch of other unreleased stuff from those times. And it would be fantastic if he released a live Outrider something. Vinyl, CD, video if he has it. He's got that Arizona show from the beginning of the tour. Man, I don't know. I'd like, I'd you know, I'd like him to release something. Even the uh, Cleveland uh, King Biscuit Flower Hour, that was professionally recorded. He could remaster that, even remix it if he can get the tapes. Or have it done. It'd just be a guy that goes in once a week and goes, hmm, bring up this a little more. I don't know. It'd be nice... It would be nice if he would curate and release stuff. You know, well, you guys know how I feel. He could be doing things, even if he's not playing anymore. That's fine. I accept that. I don't play anymore either, um, but I want to. But man, it's just there's so much uh, that he has. That's not coming out. And I get it. He says that it's Robert vetoing things, but Robert doesn't have shit to do with Outrider. And I would buy it. I would buy a $100 limited edition copy off the website. I would buy it. More than that, I don't know. It would have to be autographed. Not stamped. But moving right along, you can hear the audience loving this. They lost their mind to the very, very first strains of Over the Hills. Like, within the first measure, the audience is dialed in and focused. They're there to see Jimmy Page, and they're there to hear him play. And it's so great. Man, oh man. All right, what I want to do now is... An <laughs> this might be surprising, since if you know me. Uh, I'm going to play a firm song. Not Midnight Moonlight, although that's excellent. Uh, I'm going to hold off on that... Because I think at some point I am going to do that Cleveland show because it just sounds so good and the playing is so good that I'll do the Cleveland show. And Midnight Moonlight on that is incredible. So I'll hold off on Midnight Moonlight, but I will play Tear Down the Walls off of the second Firm album, Mean Business. Nice song. You know, pretty basic poppy song. Great, great kind of little head bopping groove. Tony Franklin on bass with the firm made that song. And this is good. Um, if I didn't mention it before, Jason Bonham is on drums for this tour. And he's he plays really well. He plays really well. He's just a baby there. I think he's 22 years old or something like that. However old Bonzo was in 68, maybe. Um... So, yeah, that's the whole band. Durbin Laverde, John Miles, Jason Bonham, and uh, the other guy on guitar, uh, Joe Strummer. All right, friendos, tear down the walls. Nice tune.
Some nice bass playing on this too. All right, friends, enjoy.
to introduce you to the group right now. Yeah. Alright, on vocals, we have Mr. John Miles. Okay, on bass, we have our tall cool one for this evening. Mr. Dublin, Laverdi O'Reilly. All the way from Venezuela. And uh, on drums, we have the uh, Fountain of Youth himself, Mr. Jason Bonham. And on guitar, the spirit of old age, you're screwing. Alright, there's another one from Outrider and it's called Emerald Eyes. It's uh, something I suppose when I wrote it, it was like a ration of passion. A ration of passion. I've not heard that before. But I'm also not British, right? Uh, nice. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I've heard better performances on this tour. Maybe more clear. But that was nice. I like the fun they get into. It's a fun song. That's something else that was happening. The band had fun playing. It was lighthearted. It was rock and roll. I mean, Jimmy was like, I'm coming out. I'm doing... There was lots and lots of, of, of spectacle. When I saw him, he came out on stage with shades, a jacket, a scarf. You know the scarf that he wore in the 80s, the Live Aid scarf. Um, a bottle of champagne, I think. Either that or a big-ass bottle of beer. Probably champagne. He's Jimmy Page. Uh, walked out holding all that took it all off as he was speaking to the audience you ready for us we're ready for you kind of stuff and then played his guitar <laughs> he wore it all out there just to take it off ostentatiously rock and roll and he was very all the jimmy page poses all the jimmy page moves he was all over the stage sweaty as fuck as he was back in the day um that's a consequence of uh you know, heavy, heavy, heavy substance use. Hunter Thompson once described it as his uh, his doctor telling him, Hunter Thompson, uh, that it's a sign of his body's desperately overworked flushing mechanism trying to detox him, and that he should worry and come back to him when the sweating stops. But it was fantastic. Holy shit. Okay, now I'm going back into my show. Anyway... It's it's cool to hear Jimmy speak. At concerts, I can't I couldn't hear what he was saying in person, but on the tape, it's much more legible. Ration of Passion is funny. Emerald Eyes is the next song that I'm going to play you. Actually, I could have kept them together like that, but I wanted to talk to you just a little more. Oh my goodness! About DoTerra oils. Did you know that essential oils can cure everything? Um, just kidding. But, yeah, Emerald Eyes, I, I, I met a woman online in, like, 2001, no later than 2002, back in the original OG Napster days. I was downloading, what else, Live Led Zeppelin, one song at a time. And, um, interestingly enough, on, on the original old-school Napster you could chat with the people that you were connected to. 
So if someone was downloading something from you, you could chat with them and vice versa. And I was downloading a song and this person was like, good song, huh? I was like, yes, because I was focused on getting all the rare shit. I had my Luis Ray book out and just going through all the shit I hadn't heard before. And uh, turns out it was a woman um, named Cindy. And she said that she had met Jimmy Page in Dallas on the arms tour and was a Jimmy girl, um, of which I've met a few. And uh, there's a type. And that's not an, that's not an, not on them at all. But there's a thread. <laughs> I've heard I've heard quite a bit of Mr. Page and his uh, tour behavior with the ladies. And I'm sworn to secrecy on almost all of it. And nothing's too scandalous. But there's a lot that's funny that I wish I could tell you. But this woman, Cindy, said, hey, blah, 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 I knew Jimmy Page. He wrote, uh, he wrote Emerald Eyes for me. And I've met another woman who says that Jimmy wrote Emerald Eyes for her. So I wouldn't put it past him to say I wrote that for you, baby. Um, or maybe he did. It was written in a ration of passion. So it was written for somebody. Maybe it was written for Cindy. Cindy, if it was, I apologize. I was uh, skeptical of her story until she sent me via email a scanned photograph of her. Well, she told me a story about how in 1981 she and her friends went to England and she went to Jimmy Page's house like on pilgrimage. Sound familiar, Christy? Um, <laughs> and and actually got in in 1981. And she sent a picture of, of herself at that time in Jimmy Page's room in the Tower House. I, 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 I've seen the room before. I've seen pictures of around that time. It was really... Um, the furniture was, you know, 70s furniture. and But it was Jimmy, and he was skinny. He was skinny. He didn't look good. He looked very friendly, and I guess he was very friendly to her and the people that showed up, and very generous, and and welcoming, and like, not at all put out, which is beautiful. But uh, it was surprising to see. I cannot find that picture. Um, it's probably on a burned disc somewhere at some point. I wish I had it still, because it was like holy shit. Plus, I was very, 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 very interested in post-Zeppelin Jimmy at that time because there was so little out there as to what he was up to. So there's my Emerald Eyes story, possibly written for a woman I talked to a couple times online 20 years ago. Emerald Eyes, ladies and gentlemen. This song fucking slaps and Jimmy wails in it. Wails. You haven't heard him play like this for a long, long time. Here you go.
on this time. Well, that was pretty good. His playing is on point. Can find no issue with it. It's beautiful. I like that song. I like that groove. I mean, the thing is, with Outrider, it sounds a lot like, to me, John Paul Jones's stuff, which is, there's great stuff there, but it still sounds like it's in demo form because there's not, there's not somebody to go in and, and add to sweeten it. You know, Jonesy's not there to class it up. Jimmy's not there to filth it up. Bonzo's not there to fucking powerhouse it. And Robert's not there to sing it. But the playing is insane, and the soloing is just the 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 clarity with which he's playing, and the fluidity with which he's playing. Um, I mean, goes back to like seventy two, seventy three in places. Um, yes, he was still doing runs and stuff in seventy seven and seventy nine, um, but this. This harkens back. This has focus, which um, a lot of the latter-day Zep didn't. A lot of the latter-day Zep was seat of your pants, and that was part of the fun. Go out and wing it in whatever state they're in and, and see if they could pull it off, and they did almost always. But this is focus and determination, and he knew he knew he had to prove himself. Because he had been coasting on being Jimmy Page for the better part of a decade. And, uh, you know, not intentionally, I'm sure. But now it's time to put up or shut up or start playing the Hampton Beach Casino instead of uh, these, these arenas. And he did. He put up and we shut up because it was the best thing I'd seen when I left my concert, my friend with whom I went said, I feel like I have seen Led Zeppelin, finally. Because we got the Led Zeppelin magic. Not all of it, but the legit Led Zeppelin magic. The same as when you see Robert play a Zeppelin tune and he fucking kills it. But even even more so because I'm a Jimmy guy. I resonate with the Jimmy and the music of it more than the vocals. And it was uh, it was a peak experience. There were a few. I mean, it was it was the coolest concert I've been to, the best concert I've been to. Maybe Deep Purple was pretty cool. The reunion tour in '85, fuck, it was amazing. John Fogerty in 1987 was good, but um, yeah, Jimmy's outright. I hope you like it, man. I hope you like it. I. Am found on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook under the name Heart of Markness. You can find me on the aforementioned heartofmarkness.com. That's where you can find the shows where you'll be able to find this show tonight, even. Uh, it is 6.37 p.m. here on the west coast of the United States. And I hope to have this up uh, this evening. So if you go to heartofmarkness.com, there's a hell of a good chance you'll be able to find that show and download it and listen to it in its entirety. Man, I also went through my Facebook messages, not all of them, because I have a whole bunch. Um, and I cannot find who talked to me about the Portland Maine show. So I apologize. 
I apologize. Please, please take heart in the fact that that uh, I'm I'm following your wishes and agreeing with you. This show is smoking, um, but I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm just too unorganized, I think, and I have I have communication channels too many of them spread across too many I just can't find it I'm sorry but I remembered the show so please forgive me and uh, let me know hit me back when you hear this and let me know who it is so I can I can thank you for the suggestion and the great recommendation in person and say your goddamn name all right uh, I've told you about heartofmarkness.com and if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you feel like it um, consider becoming a patron of this fine, fine podcast, patreon.com slash heart of Markness, or when you're getting these, downloading these shows, uh, that these people that I'm about to talk to, uh, provide for you through their patronage, uh, click the patron button and see if there's something there that tickles your fancy. And right now, here are the Titans upon whose shoulders rest this humble yet mighty podcast and the people whose patronage allows me to get these shows and host them and post them and sling them across the internet. So a Laurel and Hardy handshake go out to Brian, Matt, Stephen, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegern, Chris, Rob, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Brad had a good suggestion for the next show. And a nice 1970s show. Kaboom, kabooms. Get some fire next week. So thanks for that, Brad. Look at the big brain on Brad. He does have a big brain. Bless him. All right. Let's jump into it. I was going to end this show. Because, you know, five songs, I don't want to spoil you. But I forgot to do my spiel, which I just concluded before the last one. So I'm going to throw you another one. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen. The last song of the show before the encores, Custard Pie. And when he did this show, it's very interesting. Listen to it. He does he, every song that Robert Plant samples in Tall Cool One, Jimmy and the band play. So you'll get a little bit of the ocean. You'll get bow, 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 out in the middle of custard pie, just like Robert Plant sampled in the middle of Tall Cool One. And you'll get some black dog, and oh, it is good. It is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. It's good to hear that dirty wah-wah, and it's just a great song and a great rendition. Enjoy it, friends. I'll be back to say bye-bye when it's over. <laughs>
And from Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine, in 1988, I say thank you for listening. If there's anything you want to talk to me about, suggestions, whatever, contact me through Facebook, Twitter, or mark at heartofmarkness.com, and uh, let me know what you're thinking, if you have suggestions, etc. I will be back uh, next week, probably next Thursday, with another Led Zeppelin one, although I may throw a classic rock bonus episode in between now and then. We shall see. I hope you enjoyed this. I loved it. Outriders, a great tour. Listen to it if you like Jimmy Page. And I imagine you do if you're listening to me after almost an hour. Um, Consider diving into the Outrider tour. There's a lot of good shit there. Most of the shows are fairly similar. Um, the, it seems like the ones that are mad, I mean, there are some that are better and worse on my, in my opinion, I prefer the, the, the latter half of the tour. Um, but it's all, I mean, he is back with a vengeance and he is just playing really great. So give it a shot. Thank you. Please be good to yourselves and each other. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.